Today is the 24th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian and it is wonderful to be here around the global campfire with you today on this Christmas Eve. Ah, it's like it seemed so far in the distance that we would arrive here when we began this journey at the beginning of the year. It felt like we were we just moved through Christmas. That's a long, long, long way off. But day by day, step by step, around the global campfire, we have navigated here again to Christmas Eve another time. And we are grateful, Lord, that you have brought us here to this point in the year and to this point in the scriptures And our next step forward in the scriptures leads us back into the book of Zechariah. Today, Zechariah chapters 6 and 7. I looked up again and saw four chariots coming out from between two mountains. The mountains were made of bronze. The first chariot had red horses, and the second chariot had black horses. The third chariot had white horses, and the fourth chariot had horses that were heavily spotted. I responded and said to the messenger speaking with me, What are these, sir? The messenger answered and said to me, These are the four winds of heaven that are going out after presenting themselves to the Lord of all the earth. The one with the black horses is going to the north country. The white ones are going to the west, and the spotted ones are going south. And the powerful ones approached, intent on going to patrol the earth. He said, Go, patrol the earth. So they patrolled the earth. Then he called out and said to me, Look, The ones going north have provided rest for my spirit in the north. The Lord's word came to me. Take silver and gold from the exiles who came from Babylon, from Heldai, from Tobijah, and from Jediah. As for you, go that same day to the house of Josiah, son of Zephaniah. Take silver and gold and make a crown. Place it on the head of the high priest Joshua, Jehozadak's son. Say to him, The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims, Here is a man. His name is Branch, and he will branch out from his place. He will build the Lord's temple. He will build the Lord's temple. He will be majestic. He will sit and rule on his throne. There will be a priest on his throne, and the two of them will share a peaceable plan. The crown will be a memorial in the Lord's temple for Hillem, Tobijah, Jediah, and for Hen, Zephaniah's son. People from far away will come and build the Lord's temple, so you might know that the Lord of heavenly forces has sent me to you. It will happen. If you truly obey the voice of the Lord your God. In the fourth year of Darius the king, 
The Lord's word came to Zechariah on the fourth day of the ninth month, Kislev. The people of Bethel sent Sherezer and Regem Molech, along with his men, to seek the Lord's favor, saying to the priests who were in the house of the Lord of Heavenly Forces and to the prophets, Should I weep in the fifth month and abstain as I have done for a number of years? Then the word of the Lord of Heavenly Forces came to me, Say to all the land's people and to the priests, When you fasted and lamented in the fifth month and the seventh month for these past seventy years, did you fast for me? When you ate and drank, weren't you the ones eating and drinking? Weren't these the words that the Lord proclaimed through the former prophets when Jerusalem was dwelling quietly along with the surrounding cities? And when the arid southern plain and the western foothills were inhabited? The Lord's word came to Zechariah. The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims, Make just and faithful decisions. Show kindness and compassion to each other. Don't oppress the widow, the orphan, the stranger, and the poor. Don't plan evil against each other. But they refused to pay attention. They turned a cold shoulder and stopped listening. They steeled their hearts against hearing the instruction and the words that the Lord of Heavenly Forces sent by His Spirit through the earlier prophets. As a result, the Lord of Heavenly Forces became enraged. So just as He called and they didn't listen, when they called, I didn't listen, says the Lord of Heavenly Forces. I scattered them throughout the nations whom they didn't know. The land was devastated behind them, with no one leaving or returning. They turned a delightful land into a wasteland. Revelation 15 Then I saw another great and awe-inspiring sign in heaven. There were seven angels with seven plagues, and these are the last, for with them God's anger is brought to an end. Then I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mixed with fire. Those who gained victory over the beast, its image, and the number of its name were standing by the glass sea holding harps from God. They sing the song of Moses, God's servant, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and awe-inspiring are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who won't fear you, Lord, and glorify your name? You alone are holy. All nations will come and fall down and worship before you, for your acts of justice have been revealed. After this I looked, and the temple in heaven, that is, the tent of witness, was opened. The seven angels who have the seven plagues came out of the temple. They were clothed in pure, bright linen and had gold sashes around their waists. 
Then one of the four living creatures gave the seven angels seven gold bowls full of the anger of the God who lives forever and always. The temple was filled with smoke from God's glory and power, and no one could go into the temple unless the seven plagues of the seven last angels were brought to an end. Psalm 143 A Psalm of David Listen to my prayer, Lord. Because of your faithfulness, hear my requests for mercy. Because of your righteousness, answer me. Please, don't bring your servant to judgment, because no living thing is righteous before you. The enemy is chasing me, crushing my life in the dirt, forcing me to live in the dark like those who have been dead forever. My spirit is weak inside me. Inside, my mind is numb. I remember the days long past. I meditate on all your deeds. I contemplate your handiwork. I stretch out my hands to you. My whole being is like dry dirt thirsting for you. Selah, answer me, Lord, and quickly. My breath is fading. Don't hide your face from me, or I'll be like those going down to the pit. Tell me all about your faithful love. Come morning time, because I trust you. Show me the way I should go because I offer up my life to you. Deliver me from my enemies, Lord. I seek protection from you. Teach me to do what pleases you, because you are my God. Guide me by your good spirit into good land. Make me live again, Lord, for your name's sake. Bring me out of distress because of your righteousness. Wipe out my enemies because of your faithful love. Destroy everyone who attacks me because I am your servant. Proverbs 30, 24 through 28. Four things are among the smallest on earth, but they are extremely wise. Ants, as creatures, aren't strong, but they store away their food in the summer. Badgers, as creatures, aren't powerful, but they make their homes in the rocks. Locusts don't have a king, but they march together in ranks. You can catch lizards in your hand but they are in king's palaces. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for Christmas. And here we are. This evening may bring candlelight services or staying up until past midnight to bring in Christmas or any, any number of traditions that we have. We thank you for bringing us together, close, together with family again, with friends again. And hopefully 
Much of the labor is complete. We don't have to stay up all night wrapping presents, but whether we do or whether we don't, Lord, may it be beautiful to you. May our hearts be open to you. May the gifts that we give represent the gift that you are. And may we give the gift of our presence to one another. Just being together without agendas Help us, Lord, to obey what we read of in Zechariah today. Help us to make just and faithful decisions to show kindness and compassion to each other. We need this reminder, and we need to heed it. May the beauty of this season descend upon us and fill us with joy all over the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Thank you for that. Thank you for coming. We love you. We rejoice in you. We are lost without you. But we're not without you. You have not withheld yourself from us. You have heaped gifts upon us every day of our lives. And we reach to you with gratitude and return the only gift that we have, our hearts. We love you and we celebrate you. And we pray this in your name, the name above all names, the name of Jesus. Amen.
Okay, so we read from Revelation chapter 15 today, and what we read is actually a transition into what's coming next. And at this point, I'm going to try to start zooming us out toward the major themes that arise in the rest of this book, because we've spent substantial time together, you know, kind of diving into some of the minutiae, which is so interesting because what we've talked about in the book of Revelation since we started it this year is probably less than 5% about what scholars and interpreters and theologians and translators and anthropologists have to say. And we've been doing that in part to just simply acknowledge the complexities of interpretation of the book of Revelation. It's easy enough to say, well, in the end, Jesus wins. That's all I need to know about the book of Revelation. And yes, uh, God having the final say in bringing his kingdom to the world is certainly good news. But this book wasn't written just to give that assurance. This book was to remind believers to endure and stay true until the very end. And that's something that the book of Revelation will not allow us to forget. And it's very important that we do not forget it. But along with that comes a lot of symbolism and statements that have been interpreted in very diverse ways. And these diverse theological uh, understandings have been so influential that entire denominations of Christian believers have formed around them. And at the Daily Bible, I mean, we're all over the map, like literally all over the map geographically, but we're also all over the map in the kind of church that we go to, the kind of understandings that we have. So I'm trying to get behind all of that and look at some of the main ways that this book has been looked at. But I think we've gone into it sufficiently enough to know, okay, this has actually been looked at a number of ways, and here are some of the main ways, so that we can zoom out a little bit, because it can certainly get a bit tedious. So we begin our reading today with something spectacular and amazing, another sign in heaven, and seven plagues that are the final expression of God's anger. So we're told what's going to happen And then John sees what looks to be a sea of glass mixed with fire. And uh, everyone who was victorious, everyone who stayed true, kept their witness, kept the light burning, standing on this sea. What an amazing sight to see. And they're standing on the glassy sea, which, you know, so they're, they're walking on water, as it were, which may be an allusion to Jesus doing the same thing. And these people are holding God's harps and singing something interesting. They're singing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. So we begin to see clearly Exodus imagery, right? The imagery when the children of Israel left Egypt and went into the wilderness in order to attain the promised land. And that imagery snaps a bunch of things into place by paralleling God's judgment by sending plagues upon Egypt in order to force them to relent, acknowledge God, and set his people free. And in like fashion, we begin to see that this is kind of the pattern God is using in the book of Revelation with these final judgments. So when God is uh, bringing plagues down upon Egypt, what that 
does is make life harder for the children of Israel who have been enslaved. So it gets harder for them before it gets better. And they're even complaining to Moses about the whole thing. That he's come in and said he's carrying the words of God and he's going up against Pharaoh, but it's only making things worse for them. Which would parallel God beginning to bring his kingdom and all of the unrest that that brings and the conflict that that brings simply makes it harder for God's people temporarily. But in the end, they find their freedom and eternal rest. And uh, when the victory is complete, when the children of Israel are truly free, Moses has a song to sing. And so we're seeing this kind of addendum to that song, sung by all God's people. But they're doing this while standing on a sea that is like glass and fire. And this has been paralleled with the Red Sea experience that the children of Israel uh, faced, you know, when they had to go over on dry land and a Pharaoh's army was then washed away. So after they sing their song, then the temple opens in heaven, seven angels with seven plagues come out of the temple. Uh, One of the four living creatures gives the seven gold bowls full of God's anger to the angels and the temple is filled with the glory of God. And that's where we end today with a setup, but we see the clear parallel imagery of the Exodus story. And these plagues, just as they descended upon Pharaoh, are about to be poured out upon the earth, but we'll have to wait for that until tomorrow. So, Father, we thank you for your word, and we ask your Holy Spirit to continue the work of planting the word in our lives and in our hearts. We ask you to continue to bring up things in us that need to be healed and restored or let go of. It is our desire that we be among those who can sing this song. So come Holy Spirit and continue to do the work of sanctification within us. And we also acknowledge that this is the eve of the day that we celebrate your birth, your arrival, your invasion of this planet on our behalf. And so even as we celebrate the joy of your arrival, the joy of Christmas, we also acknowledge that we long for your second arrival, for your return. And we thank you for the glimpse that you have provided us with as we move through the book of Revelation. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.